Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And today, Father, I want to continue upon the discussion we were having about Mary in our last podcast. And you point out some very important items in that that I want to carry over into this one. Um, the first was my misconception I was bringing to the table that age is correlated to holiness. And as you pointed out, that making good decisions can happen at any age, uh, just mostly as Americans, we're just not good at that at younger ages anymore. And then we got into a little bit of a conversation about essentially what Mary had to lose um, in the sense that in her culture at that time, infidelity and adultery by women was was punishable by death. So that was a very real risk that she had. And we, we discussed last episode about how she was born without original sin and she had therefore some abilities to fight sin and didn't get trapped into that um, rut that we all can. And what I wanted to use to this episode for was coming from that thought of what the risks are and what we can do about it in our lives. Because it seems as I venture through this world from my individual perspective that there is essentially a calling that because we are born in this country that nothing bad should ever happen to us and that there never should be a possibility that something could happen bad to either myself or to, to one of my children. And I do believe that that is manifested itself a lot with the way that we dealt with this entire COVID thing. How dare you potentially give me a disease? How dare you potentially interfere with something i'm going to make you you know stay far away from me because you could hurt me and i wanted to to use that in the conversation of how the church calls us to live because the church actually comes out and as we're recording this this was the gospel from the last sunday's mass to actually expect there to be hardships and challenges upon us and that there's never should be an expectation that just because you were born, then nothing bad will ever happen to you. And that the world should go out of its way to make sure that you're nice and cozy. And I wanted to, to talk about that because in so many ways, our culture is just expecting everything to be handed to it and never have a challenge. And I know firsthand that that's dangerous as can be, but that is becoming more and more the precedent of expectation. And it, to me, it's frightening. And it's definitely something that I think that we should spend a moment or two to talk about looking at everything in a macro perspective, because obviously in a micro situation, things are, are individual, but looking at, you know, the middle 80% majority of us, you know, how does the church teach us to deal with this issue that hardships are going to happen to us and that risk can never truly go away and to expect that is to set yourself up for failure. Yeah, it's it's a really important topic, <clears throat> certainly. Um, and and as you point out, especially in our time, there's this kind of it, it's a it's a weird situation because technology has become so good that we're able to mitigate so many risks. Uh, we 
we don't have to worry about the roof blowing off the house most of the time. You know, we don't have to worry about getting flooded out. We don't have to worry about uh, being in darkness. We don't have to worry about going hungry. I mean, there's there's so many things that used to be a regular part of life, which simply aren't now the vast majority of the time. And so we've we've actually been able to arrange our lives in such a way that they can be so risk-free and even serious diseases for the most part, we can we have preventative medicine, we have curative medicine. There's, there's so much power that's been put at our control that we've uh, maybe in some people at, 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 in various ways have gotten caught up in an illusion that there's, uh, it's possible to remove all risk. And, and of course it's not. And at some level we would acknowledge that, but the, what we think ideally and what we the way we live practically can be two very different things. So, um, yeah. So what do we, what do we do about that? Well, uh, the real risk-free guarantee we could say is the resurrection. That's a, that's the, the one guarantee that putting our faith in Christ, we can be certain that there will be difficulties in life. We will never actually alleviate suffering. It's one of the things that I love, hearing from Jordan Peterson, who, who takes it from an entirely secular perspective, and he just says it flatly, we will not eliminate suffering. And, and if you think otherwise, it's, it's just completely irrational. Look at life, look at the world around you. You will not eliminate suffering. Your life will have suffering, period. And so his approach in Christianity is a kind of perfection of this, we could say, but he says, well, if you're going to have suffering in your life, then you need a sufficient meaning to endure it. Then it's got to be meaningful. It's got to be valuable. And, and life has to have a sufficient meaning. In order to have a sufficient meaning, you need a sufficient responsibility. Responsibility is what gets begets meaning. And so by picking up the heart, the heaviest burden you can carry by striving after the highest ideal you take on responsibility and with that comes meaning and that becomes the, the energy and, and strength that you need to persevere in the face of suffering. So the, that's an entirely secular and psychological perspective drawn from his incredible insight, his incredible intellect, and also his observation of you know, a lot of things in history and whatever else. In Christianity, we, we say, well, there will be suffering. And it has a meaning, which is the cross. The cross is the, the meaningful, the, the meaning, uh, it's the intersection of suffering and an eternal meaning. It's a way of making love out of suffering, turning suffering into prayer, making suffering a point of union with God because Christ has entered into all of our suffering. And so the suffering itself takes on a meaning insofar as we are committed to him. And that's where that sense of responsibility that Jordan Peterson points to. As Christians, we are committed to Christ. In that commitment to Christ, our suffering takes on meaning and becomes a, a way of prayer and a way of love, a way of intimacy. And it has a value beyond itself. And that's that's the no risk, as it were. I mean, you know, that's the commitment that will always bear out good fruits. And that's the way of engaging suffering that will lead us maybe not to continue living in this life. It may mean, very well lead to death, 
but it's a death that's not the end. It's a death that's an opening into eternity and into a, a, an eternal union with God. And so um, I think that's the place that we have to go to with suffering. And Mary, for example, you pointed to her and our conversation from before. Although she was free of sin, she wasn't free of suffering. And likewise with Jesus, he was free of sin, but he wasn't free of suffering. And uh, a life without sin is not a guarantee against suffering. And in some ways, it's the opposite. We're, without sin, we're less shielded. We, we, have, we have fewer defenses. We, we experience everything more poignantly. We become more sensitive. And so we actually suffer more as we're more opened in love to other people. When we take on responsibility in being uh, spouses or parents or friends or pastors or anybody that's committed to the life of another, we now have doubled our capacity for suffering. It used to just be my suffering, but now it's my suffering and somebody else's suffering that I take on. And how, how do we bear, bear through that? What do we do with that? Well, it's not just removing the risk of all suffering. So obviously there's a, there's a prudent balance there and we don't want to just increase suffering either. I mean, obviously we want to do what we can uh, prudently to reduce suffering, to avoid unnecessary suffering. But, but we need something more than that because it's not going to be eliminated. And, and that's where we find that commitment and relationships, especially our relationship with Christ and our commitment in the Christian community and the church is something that helps us to bear suffering as we help others to bear their suffering as well. So as you use the word suffering many times there, I think if we should take a half a second just to clarify what we're talking about there, because because there could be a chance that, that we're, we're using suffering from, from two different perspectives. So um, I'm actually going to use an MIT professor's example of this, and it's MIT, so everything comes down to an equation, which is kind of why I read their stuff. Uh, but basically his equation was pain or hardship that you're trying to avoid times how much you're trying to resist and equals how much your suffering will be. So if you have something that, let's take it on a very base level, you have an assignment or a project that you have to get done that it's going to take X amount of effort. And in this example, the, the broad term is pain, but you really don't want to do it. So you keep pushing off, pushing it off. So in the back of your mind, you're getting this angst and, and suffering as a result of that. So in, in the practical sense, you can make an argument from, from at least from that definition's perspective that while Christ went through a ton of pain because he was doing it from a state of love, he wasn't resisting it. He was doing it for us and choosing to be it as God. And that's why when you, you said that motion of somehow it might be easier, a protection of sin, if you will, and I, I'd actually want to push back against that because trying to hide from pain and suffering or, or from pain and hardship will create more suffering because there is no way to go through life without there being a a pain or a hardship. It's just impossible. You know, I mean, you, you look at the start of your life. When, when you're born, you feel pain just by that natural process, let alone the childbirthing process for the mother is going to feel pain. So um, the starting point of, of your life is a pain creation moment. That's physically true. So you can't go through life and think that you're never going to run and fall or you're not going to have something that you wish you would have said a little bit differently or something that you wish was said differently to you. 
it, it's just not possible. And I think they, that what you're articulating there is that this is a human nature thing. Sin doesn't have to be a human nature thing. It very commonly is, but suffering and pain and hardship does have to be there. And this mindset that we have as a culture to, to try to push off pain and hardship to me seems to be creating global suffering um, from a macro perspective that, that really doesn't have to be there. If we would just accept that things aren't always going to be awesome. And in fact, actually helping people going through pains and hardships actually will reduce our suffering by learning how other people have gone through challenges and seeing what they went through and actually generally experienced it helps us get better and i think that that was something that was common reading literature from pre-2000 um translation pre-twitter um versus now now you see almost a reluctancy to ever apologize or to say why you got to this thought process because it could be against what a mob believes Whereas it was commonly articulated in things that in articles that you'll read in a in a pre nine eleven world, um, so that's just a, a thought that I have. It might not be connected, but in terms of how we can prevent suffering, just accepting that bad things are going to happen and learn how to live with it and make them better, rather than just outright trying to build a wall, saying that nothing bad can ever happen to me. And I have no ability of how to overcome it um, with those skill gap deficiencies that lead to suffering, essentially. Uh, yeah, and, and just to build on that, I mean, you're not necessarily going to overcome it. So it's uh, bad things are going to happen and you're not necessarily going to overcome them. You can be uh, falsely accused, thrown in prison, suffer and die there. And you're not going to overcome that. So... Um, Again, finding a meaning that transcends death is, is critical to being able to even endure suffering. And, and in terms of uh, sin, so there's a way in which sin increases suffering, obviously. Um, but there's a, there's a way that we can, uh, we become more numb, callous, insensitive by sin. And so there's a certain distance. There's, there's a certain kind of reduction of suffering. That was what I was intending. So Mary is more open. Sin creates walls that shield us. Uh, whereas, whereas real love uh, and grace open us to more people. So the more people we love, the more we will suffer. Uh, the more that we close ourselves off. Now we suffer in a different way. So and and uh, anyway, but just to just to clarify that and sort of situate those two things, the suffering from sin is kind of longer term. We we choose an immediate gain, an immediate relief of suffering for the sake of a longer term suffering, uh, you could say. Whereas the the suffering of uh, of of virtue, of grace, of love, is going to be more immediate and constant in a certain way, um, but it also is is mitigated by by meaning. And, uh, and, and, and sharing, I always like the little phrase, you know, a, a sorrow shared is half the sorrow, a joy shared is twice the joy. And so on the one hand, we, we say, well, I, I have more sorrow because by sharing half of your sorrow, I'm getting half of your sorrow. 
And I, I share that with you. It lightens your load and it increases my load a little bit. Um, but also when I share my joy, we both, we both uh, benefit from that joy. And, and there's, a, there's a doubling principle that happens there. So entering into relationships um, is, it opens us up to more. And, you know, uh, then, then it also opens us up to more risk in terms of uh, catching diseases. You know, I mean, to look at it from that kind of medical model, if we, if we just lived in total isolation, we wouldn't need to worry about getting sick. And uh, we also might not need to worry about ever getting better because <laughs> we might not have anybody to help us to do that. So we really, we really take a big risk just in being in relationship. Uh, maybe that's another useful way to approach the question of risk. I mean, it's a risk to be in relationship with people. If we take the risk of loving, we take the risk of betrayal. And there's no way around that. That's, uh, that's inherent to it. Love is vulnerable. If we expose ourselves to the free will of another, we take the risk of being betrayed, of being hurt, of uh, being rejected. And uh, but if we if we never take that risk, so Jordan Peterson also, he says, you know, you don't have to take responsibility. You can live a life of no responsibility, but then you will live a life of no meaning. If you want a meaningless life, don't commit to anyone, don't take any risks, don't take any responsibility. And, and again, that doesn't mean that we should become foolhardy and, and take crazy risks all the time. So that's where there's always a balance. And Christianity is always looking for that middle way, that via media, that's uh, always the way of virtue. But, but I, anyway, these are, these are really useful things to think about and to talk about. And as you were saying that the vulnerability of love, going to, to your example you just gave there, if you want to live all by yourself, you're going to simply die. I mean, you're going to cut yourself off from food, electricity, and water. So without those, you pretty much aren't going to be able to, to work. You know, the, the vulnerability of being out and being exposed to, to the rest of society and the world is essential to our human nature. And, and to use that example that you were saying there about half of the suffering, but I'm taking more suffering on, well, just to use a, a basic example that many of us have probably gone through is if you see, you know, someone who's, who's trying to deal with a child, um, especially if they're related to you and you try to, to help them, um, you know, maybe the child's throwing a temper tantrum or whatever, and you try to help them. Yeah, you're exposed to possibly the parents of that child are angry at you because of the way you're going about it. Or it might work and we've just seen a new way that can that can benefit it. So yes, you took a risk of, of putting yourself out there and giving a proposed solution, whatever it may be. Um, and the parents then may or may not accept it. They may, may fight you or reject it. But either way, you get to see that you had a chance of learning, got a chance of better, and then ultimately the child benefits the most because now there's a another way to resolve things peacefully. And to what you're saying about life having no meaning if if you're not willing to to commit to someone and be vulnerable, um, I think that's ultimately the the the, the crux of, of what we've been trying to say here today. And I think that that's one of these examples of how we can live the Christian life through our actions without set without going out and, and saying every four every four minutes you know I'm doing this for Jesus I'm doing this for Jesus you can just live it and do it in that if you're 
doing what's right and you are being helpful and willing to be vulnerable because of your love, then you are going and doing the mission. You know, you are going out there and, and you're helping other people through their suffering. You're not putting up those walls and nothing bad is ever allowed to happen to me. I am willing to absorb some of your pain and trying to be with you to try to help you fix it. Yes, you are correct. Not every single solution is fixable. Not every time that's there. But for the vast majority of our encounters in daily life, there's at least a way to get it better. Maybe not perfect, but better. There's also a lot of ways to make it worse. And I think that this process innately calls us to get out of our own lives. What I mean by that is to, to look at other people and where they're coming from and where they may be. And I think that that is something that as a giant mass and from a macro perspective, we have lost that ability tremendously downgraded from where it used to be from being able to look at someone as an individual and being able to try to put ourselves in their position. Now it seems to be, there's this uh, posing of doing that and just telling you how you should feel rather than actually analyzing. Well, why just not being told, well, how you should feel or think. And that I think is, is very problemsome because that doesn't, that going back to two episodes ago, that's not harmony. That's trying to create unification, which is impossible. So for us to learn that ability to be open to love and open to the vulnerability of love and seeing where other people are, to me, seems like an active ticket that we can apply to our lives that slowly will surely will build up to success as Many models show that that's really the best way to go through life. Do something small that that isn't necessarily a short-term pleasure today leads to better results later in the long run. So with that being said, Father, I want to give you a chance to conclude today's episode as, as we're coming towards the end. Well, I think that's a good, <clears throat> a good word to finish on, Joe. Do something small. Pick up the heaviest burden you can carry but that you can actually carry. And that may be something small. And we don't have to pick up the burden that the president of the United States or the president of China or whatever carries. We, we pick up the burden that we can carry at this point in time. And, and uh, that's, that matters. It makes a difference. And so we can, uh, we can do that with confidence. And so that's a, a good thing, I think, to, to finish on. What's that burden in your life? Rather than trying to avoid all burdens or avoid all risk, how about uh, seeking out that burden which you can reasonably carry and uh, and and carry it with uh, with Christ and see what He does with it. Perfect, and, and that's a beautiful way to end today's episode. We thank everyone for listening, and please do continue to tell everyone else. Um, click the share button, click the subscribe button as it does help us grow each and every time that you do that. So thank you all, and we'll be with you again next week.